In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hey everybody, this is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with another edition of the Southern Fried Soccer Podcast. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now, and I hope you'll sub- consider subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Today's guest is Pat Brennan of the Cincinnati Inquirer. You may know him as the reporter who got arrested earlier this year uh, and quickly released uh, <laughs> by police in Cincinnati following a protest uh, sparked by the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, I'm glad to see Pat. Well, I'm looking at him on Zoom right now. Uh, I'm talking to Pat today because, of course, Atlanta United is going to play Cincinnati in both teams' second game in the MLS tournament down in Orlando. Both teams were beaten in their first games. Atlanta United one to nothing by Red Bulls, and Cincinnati four to nothing by Columbus. Pat, how you doing today? I'm not in jail, Doug. So I'm, I'm doing pretty good. It's a great That's day. Always good. <laughs> and we're uh, each day we get a little more separation from that unfortunate incident yeah. of June one uh, is a good thing. But seriously, it's uh, it's great to be with you, and it's great to be it's great to have soccer back. I have to admit it. For all the flaws and uh, maybe some of the danger that we've seen in in staging MLS is back. Uh, I've been enjoying it a lot. So it's great to. It's great to be able to talk soccer with you. Yes. Of all teams in Major League Soccer, Cincinnati probably had one of the busiest off-seasons, news-wise, from a gamut of different topics that Pat covered. If, if you don't follow him on Twitter or you didn't know about Pat, Pat, how can they find you on Twitter? Yeah, I'm, I'm on Twitter. Thanks, Doug. I'm on Twitter at P Brennan, B-R-E-N-N-A-N-E-N-Q. The ENQ is all caps. Uh, that's my Twitter handle. And um, yeah, Doug, it was, I, I think I can take it from there. The prompt <laughs> you just gave me. Yes. It was a very busy off season. Um, chaotic, you could say, because uh, after they had sorted out a team uh, that looked throughout preseason and through the first two matches uh, before the pandemic really took grip in America, um, it looked like a team that was going to be competitive and um, was going to be something fans could take pride in, which obviously was not the case with last year's group. Um, And then you had uh, the then head coach, Ron Jans, uh, a Dutch fellow who came on midway through last season. Uh, He was uh, officially, he resigned from his post after uh, a players union complaint was filed for his use of uh, racial language, the N-word specifically, mm-hmm. um, and uh, what the, an investigation into that whole situation found was that his use of that word in particular was pretty pervasive. So 
uh, he had to go. So right out of the gate, that was in mid-February, Doug, right out of the gate, um, you have the, the things are starting to list mm. in, in kind of an ugly way. Um, but then they get, you know, a couple, that was just a couple weeks out from the start of the regular season, obviously. They go to New York Red Bulls uh, for the opening match and looked good in a 3-2 loss. Jurgen Lacadia, uh, who is going to be, is going to be the star striker and has since had his loan extended through this weird, <laughs> on loan for Brighton and Hove Albion. And mm-hmm. he's going to be around for the next year now uh, after they sorted things out through the pandemic with him. Um, he stepped off a flight the day before from the Netherlands, the back end trip of a transatlantic flight. And it, less than 24 hours later, came off the bench and scored a goal for FC Cincinnati. So, uh, and they looked good in, in, even in defeat at New York. Um, the match at Atlanta, as you'll recall, Doug, wasn't very exciting, but Cincinnati certainly kept it competitive, which is sometimes all you can hope to do when you go into the Lions' mm-hmm. den that is Mercedes-Benz. And, uh, yeah, that brings us to the pandemic. Four months later, they play – they open Group E play at MLS's back on Saturday. And uh, it, it was like they just kind of hit a wall and all the roster turnover and the fact that they now had a new head coach in Yap Stam a contemporary of Frank DeBoer, mm-hmm. um, all of the moving pieces, all of that activity finally seemed to catch up with them. And what you saw on Saturday was a really ugly, dispiriting 4 nothing loss against Columbus. And I'm sorry if I jumped out ahead of you a little too no, you're much fine. all that. Now, to be fair, Columbus, I think, is one of the better teams in MLS and is going to be this season. They were my dark horse candidate to win this tournament. I mm-hmm. really like the pieces they put together uh, in the off season. Um, but yeah, that, that was not a good performance uh, by Cincinnati. It reminded, I think, most people a lot of last year when the team set the record for goals allowed uh, in a season, just carved open way too easily. Uh, just seemed to be a lack of, of uh, identifiable tactics uh, and leadership on the field. Yeah. That's the, that's, the, that's the dispiriting part of it, Doug. And the examples were so painfully familiar on Saturday. It, it's the, the simple things like the, for, for, the, for professionals, people that have played at a professional level, level, it's, you know, FC Cincinnati's violating cardinal sins here. It's, you know, Lucas Celerian scores a wonderful free kick goal for Columbus. He's going to be – he's a gifted player. He's going to be a star in this league for however long he's here. Um, it's, you say, okay, you kind of duff – you know, you duff your cap to him in that moment. Yeah, that, there's Get nothing the, that they could have done to stop yeah, that. Yeah, dig back in. But they didn't right. dig back in. And three minutes later, they're down 2-0. You know, you can't get dissuaded from your objective that easily, you know, uh, especially considering the circumstances because Yapstam – has only been in Ohio and Cincinnati for at that point for about three and a half weeks. Now it's mm. about four. Now it's about a full month. Right. So it'd be nice to have Cincinnati come out and show well, um, but realistically, the, uh, the the deck is stacked against them mm-hmm. because of the tur- the quick turnaround for Yap. He's still making conclusions about this team, which might be at odds with what FC Cincinnati thought they were doing well mm-hmm. the first two games in March, but. Just getting back to Saturday real quick, Doug, you mm-hmm. know, 
I think another big one for me is coming out flat uh, out of the second half mm-hmm. in the second half and conceding a goal very quickly for three nil. And then the game's over. Right. Um, no hope of getting back into it at that point. Uh, you just, you know, I think it, I think they say the, the, the last five, 10 minutes leading into halftime and the first five, mm-hmm. 10 minutes coming out of halftime usually decide games. And in this case, um, FC Cincinnati didn't come out with the right mindset right. and uh, was Columbus basically dispatched them within three minutes of the second half starting up. So, um, yeah, it just very familiar to 2019, some of the ugly trends that we saw on, on Saturday night. As good as that first goal was that Columbus scored, the second goal was probably the opposite in terms of effort uh, by Cincinnati. Um, Jossie's artist was unmarked at the top of the penalty box, like nobody within five yards on either side of him. The defensive midfielder didn't cut off the passing angle. It was just a bizarre, bizarre set of, of sequences and plays made by Cincinnati on that second goal. And now you're stuck with a goal difference issue that could affect you even if you yep. win, the, even if you can get four points and get into the wild card discussion. Yep. So Absolutely. what changes do you think you're going to see from Cincinnati uh, Thursday? Well, this is definitely a team. Tactically, I think they, they have to stick with the 4-4 four, four, or 4-3-3, four, three, three, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, Very Dutch. They're, they're, back, <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're back to a point where they're, you know, Yopstam had some comments yesterday about how he's viewing this. And prior to the tournament, Doug, FC Cincinnati would postured, like, we're, we're going for it. We're going to mm-hmm. take this seriously. We're going to – Yop is going to manage to win as opposed to – Yop managing in maybe a preseason-esque style, getting a feel for his players, uh, taking time to evaluate, rotating heavily. All of things he can do to a certain extent um, if they're really going for it. But I think the two mindsets there are at odds with one another. Very different mindsets going forward in MLS's back versus... I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years and I am still amazed at how rich the city's black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that black people might wanna know about. Like historically black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Constitution.